This episode was recorded on July 15th, 2023. Hello and welcome to License to Chill, the Margaritaville podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your weekly escape from whatever you're up to. Turn this on. Join us on a little uh, detour, a little vacation, a little excursion. Uh, Today we are literally on a detour. I am uh, driving and podcasting at the same time. Don't try this at home, folks. No, no, no. (laughs) We are are professionals. We're professionals unless I miss this exit. (laughs) Let's see. This is in real time. This is very exciting. Here we go. Kind of a tricky exit, don't you think? It is a tricky exit. It kind of snuck this exit out It comes up quick. Uh, we are on the road right now heading down to Huntington Beach in Southern California, meeting up with uh, our guest today for a bit of uh, of a walking episode. We haven't done one of these. Yeah, he uh, is the uh, founder of Easy Day Sports, which is the really cool company that helped organize the Margaritaville runs, along with countless runs across the country. They're, they're a really cool live uh, active event organization and for the record i did make the exit (laughs) (laughs) he he nailed it so we're gonna be on time for him at least fantastic fantastic um our guest today is jamie monroe he was a navy seal and medic from 1994 to 2004 before starting up his business easy day sports where as patrick mentioned uh him and his team organized the margaritaville 5k runs this year they are putting on the margaritaville virtual run event again and a signature live run that includes a 5k and 10k happening in orlando florida on september 30th coming up very soon very soon uh this is uh hoping uh this is a very fun episode and hopefully we can uh keep uh keep pace with jamie yeah well luckily we are literally going to be tethered to him so (laughs) (laughs) so we'll talk we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go after this but please enjoy this conversation with jamie monroe Monroe, thank you for joining us. We're here, uh, Huntington Beach. We're, we're mobile. We're walking. We're hanging. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. We're actually uh, getting uh, the Garmin GPS set up on the watch so we can uh, make this official. We're going to try to walk three miles. Wow. I'm, I've done a couple podcasts in my life, but I've never done one walking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know if we have. No, we have First no. for us. It's a really stationary activity. Yeah. Literal trailblazers yeah. here right now. <laughs> we're stoked. We're really excited. So, yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how this came together. We were uh, wanting to talk with you, and we said, let's go out. Let's uh, find a place to go. You live in San Diego. We live in L.A. We found a place a little bit in the middle, a little closer to our side, for, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, 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 you are you put a little route for us together today because that's uh, kind of your forte. Yeah, so uh, my company puts on uh, the Margaritaville Run series. Yeah, um, it's uh, we started it a couple years ago during the pandemic. It started as a virtual run to get people out of the house, off the couch, walking um, into that sort of Margaritaville state of mind where, you know, at one point even in LA, all the beaches were closed, so it was sort of the you know, go for a walk around your neighborhood and, you know, just feel like you've got that state of mind. So um, we put on a series where we called it uh, It's Five Kilometers Somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and really what that meant was, uh, you know, start <laughs> your watch and find five kilometers and, um, you know, get in shape. So 
that was that was great for us and and it, and it really motivated a lot of people we actually had um, nearly 12,000 people across the country participate That's um, during COVID. Um, and so then that sort of turned into um, what we, we're still doing some virtual events where people can do their five kilometers somewhere. And then we, last year we put on five 5Ks at different Margaritaville resorts across the country. And, and then this year we're also going back to Orlando um, September 30th to do a 5k and a 10k uh-huh. um, walk or run you know it's a it's not an ultra serious race it's Margaritaville yeah you know, people people want to get in shape you know I want to say something too about the Margaritaville run you guys did during the pandemic I was a participant I got the jersey and I got the flip-flops and the I got the bib uh, and it was really cool you know your company easy day sports was in charge of coordinating it and and the digital platform you guys had was so cool because you got to see what everyone else was doing and we were hosting a podcast at the time where we would talk about and on our radio show on Radio Margaritaville we talk about the leaders and we were looking at the 75 mile challengers and we were looking at the people that were was it 75 yes it was 75 75 miles for Jimmy's in, 75th in, in birthday. honor of uh, Jimmy Buffett's 75th yeah. birthday it was was the goal you know we yeah. had to find something to give people a goal but I think I think what you're going to say is, you know, we had probably over the course of the year a number of uh, walkers and runners that did 500 or even a thousand miles. Yeah, way more. That's exactly what it, I was going to say. Hit the yeah. 75, and they're like, "Well, I'm going to keep going because that leaderboard's motivation enough to, yeah. Yeah. you know, keep me on that front page of the leaderboard so people yeah. know who I am." Yeah, exactly. And we got to know. We used to shout them out on the show. We'd be like, "You, yeah, this person is the top of the leaderboard." They're you know, 3,500 miles or whatever they were doing. I mean, it was so incredible. Um, tell us a little bit about Easy Day Sports and how it uh, came to be and how you guys became this resource for uh, these interactive, like, athletic events. Yeah, sure. Um, well, so I was a former Navy, um, did a lot of, I guess, mission planning. And when I looked at career transition, like what I was good at, I felt like what I was good at was planning things. And, uh, and then what I liked was running, endurance sports, um, sort of the extreme stuff. And so I got into uh, endurance sports and running and my career progressed and I worked for an LA company um, for some time and then got hired to work um, for the largest running company um, in the world at the time, putting on the Rock and Roll Marathon series. Wow. And I was overseeing all of the special events. So it was anything from a bike ride to a 5k to an award show the rest of the company was mostly focusing on marathons and i was you know got to dabble in a lot of different things and you know like all companies they kind of ebb and flow and we had some new ownership come in and the new ownership wanted to focus solely on marathons which left all the special events kind of on the side and so i was a reluctant entrepreneur i uh I ended up getting laid off. The new owners wanted to cut all of the special events, even though, you know, we had probably 20, 25 clients and events all over the country. And, you know, it's like you had this sort of turning point. What do you, what are you going to do? This is what I love. Do I go find someone else to work for? And a number of those clients reached out to me and said, Hey, just cause your company's not doing those races anymore. Would you do them for us? Yeah. And that was the start of easy day sports. It was, it was one of those things where, kind of piece together a, a few uh, good relationships yeah and those relationships are everything and 
and then you uh, you know sort of roll the dice and work real hard and the first year it was 2014 I basically said my goal is to try to make as much money as I made when I had a salary uh-huh. and it was me by myself and I worked <laughs> incredibly hard to do it and and I did do it and, and and with that I was like okay easy day sports is off and running so um, you know we're small business self-funded got five employees and we do some of the coolest things putting on races for big brands like uh, Margaritaville or we've got some NFL football relationships that we put on fan 5ks and it's all about getting people out getting them moving and you know doing the things that we love which is endurance sports lifestyle sports things that people can relate to what are some goals for uh, your company and, and where you want it to go and what you're what you're hoping to see for the future of it yeah we I mean we've got some really exciting things going on right now we We've put on a, a major cycling race in the city of Santa Barbara um, in October. Um, we put on a, a large half marathon in San Diego for Kaiser Permanente um, that, that aligns well with the health and wellness piece that just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. It's, you know, we bill it as the most scenic um, running course in San Diego, and I really think that it is. Cool. Um, so we, so the event side, we have that going on. And then you really through COVID, kind of branched out into the digital fitness side of things mm-hmm. um, and we we created an app called ready fit and it, it aligns a little bit more with my background in the military but it's going to extend to the public sector and then also health and wellness um, on the corporate side but it's a physical fitness testing app so different than like a, you know a fitness training app which there's hundreds of them um, the app called ready fit it, it's basically administers all of the military's um, assessment and readiness tests virtually so people can see if they're qualified um, and join the military. And oh, so cool. I just feel there's a big need um, with today's generation and there's a little bit of a recruiting crisis going on of educating people at the level of fitness they need to be at to, to be successful in their jobs. Yeah. Um, and so that's the next big um, endeavor. And I'm not a software digital guy. I'm just an entrepreneur that's figuring it out and and it's been exciting it's been really exciting the last year that's great and then uh when this episode drops we'll be just a couple weeks away from the margaritaville run in orlando so what can we expect from that the orlando is gonna be great we added a uh, 10k this year oh cool so we could bring in some more the the runners that want to you know want to run further and 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 it's easier for them to justify the travel distance if they are running further and what i mean is like for a runner who runs every day you know maybe traveling from texas to orlando to compete or enjoy the margarita of orlando resort um a 30 minute 5k may not be um enough justification Uh uh-huh but doing a 10k or even a further distance would be and so we've added that 10k um for i wouldn't say the more serious runners but for the people that you know just want to do more and uh we're also exploring with the orlando resort um of adding a half marathon in 2024 so we'd have a margaritaville um half marathon which would be the ultimate weekend right you you run and you earn all the margaritas and you lay by the pool (laughs) it's um so some really cool things there and uh obviously we've stayed there the staff there have been incredible to us and it's it's a, the, one of the best places to work. You know, you go in your room after um, sort of setting up a course and assisting people with their check-in all day, and it feels like you're on vacation. And, and so it's not hard for me to get 
staff members who want to travel to Orlando to work that event. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Not, not a hard sell. No. Hey, everybody, we just want to take a quick break to talk to you a little bit about the Margaritaville Perks program. This thing is amazing, and it's uh, not like your typical hotel loyalty program with tiers and restrictions and all that confusion. It's a really fun, simple, and easy way to get rewarded for booking direct and staying at your favorite Margaritaville. That's right. There are so many personalized options for you to have an enjoyable experience at a Margaritaville using these Margaritaville perks. You can select these options during your booking process or at the front desk, but some of them include uh, complimentary cocktails, a fruit and cheese plate, a movie pack, early check-in, late checkout, uh, room upgrades, resort credits, retail discounts, all sorts of things. Uh, this really takes your stay at a Margaritaville to the next level. So go to margaritavilleperks.com and sign up today. Back to the episode. I want to talk a little bit about your background. You were a Navy SEAL from 94 to 2004, is that right? Yeah, yeah. How did wow. you get involved with the SEALs? Um, I was a high school cross-country track athlete, um, had an opportunity to go run in college, and um, I was, my maturity level was like, I'm done with school, I need to go do something either really fun or really hard, or both. Um, I was into rock climbing, I'd gotten scuba certified, I'd done all these things along the way that just sort of set me up perfectly for that career path. There was someone on our left. <laughs> that was a, uh, an e-bike. We love e-bikes e -bike. here in L.A. We love an e-bike in L.A. As a biker myself, I can't speak highly enough of e-bikes and what they're doing to the ecosystem. Uh, he was on our left. and uh, <laughs> Someone just said he does that every time. I'm so sorry. So, well, we, are, we have kind of walked into a little bit of a community here. I want to comment on that. I, I think another biker bike bike find said, oh, I love that you're doing this. Something, something very nice. So, Yeah, so just... Um, I mean, ultimately, I really wanted my my dad served in the army. So did my mom. Um, I didn't know a lot about the Navy or the SEALs, but um, I'd read this article. It was Newsweek 1991, and I was like a freshman in high school, and it was about Hell Week, and it was about these extreme things that these people do. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to see if I can do that. And so, you know, I joined the Navy and said, let's see if I can do it. And and uh, I was one of the fortunate few who was able to um, graduate and make it through and I served uh, five years active duty and then another five years uh, active reserves while I was going to college and I'm still actively involved in uh, some of the SEAL nonprofits and some mentoring with some young guys that are trying to get through the program and yeah. um, you know it's, it's kind of where my heart is it's it aligns very well with easy day sports and our brand as far as you know maybe on a higher level but just trying to teach people how to get active and be active to accomplish the goals that they have in life. That's I I, I want to hit on something that you touched on. When you were in high school, you thought that you wanted to pursue something that was difficult. Where yeah. does that come from? Because I feel like <laughs> in high school, <laughs> that, is, that is the very, <laughs> that's the furthest away that you want to go. Yeah. And so where does that uh, drive come from, do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I thought everyone was like that you know I kind of thought like you look at a goal and you tackle a goal and um, I, I had friends that we'd 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 rock climb on the weekends we would 
Um, some of our track and cross-country workouts were, were very aggressive and I was trying to reduce my overall average time for a workout every week and I think just everything kind of set me up where I was just driven. I, I wanted to win. I wanted to be the best at all that I did. I, I mean, this is, this is cheesy, but there was a movie, American Flyer. It's like an old cycling movie with Kevin Costner. Mm. And I'd uh, turn on the soundtrack for that movie when I was in like seventh grade or eighth grade and run laps around my backyard. That was your Rocky moment? <laughs> yeah, that was my Rocky <laughs> moment. So, you know, I mean, and you look back too, like my generation, like 80s movies, like they all kind of had the same plot it's yeah sort of you know you introduce a character you show them why you should like them and then you introduce some adversity yeah and then they overcome and um to me you know making it through seal training was that rocky moment or was that american flyer moment or or you know whatever cheesy 80s movie you want to talk about it's it's kind of ended up being how i got that way for those that don't know explain uh hell week in the seals yeah, Hell Week is like the crucible training event um, that determines who is, you know, eligible to move on. Um, a Navy SEAL class, it's called BUDS, stands for Basic Underwater Demolition slash SEAL Training. Um, it's been going on for some time. They're at around class 360-ish, 370-ish. I was class 200. They do about six classes a year, so it's been some time. I went through and... 95 um, but it essentially it starts with like three phases the first phase is primarily physical and they're just trying to decide if you have the physical ability to be there and then you have the the mental want to be there and uh, hell week is one week long starts on a Sunday night ends on a Friday you get about an hour of sleep um, oh my God. Uh, every couple nights so it ends up being a, maybe a total of four total hours of sleep for the week and you're paddling boats and you're running with a boat crew and you're learning how to be a team and you know it most closely resembles a sort of combat training experience without the combat mm -hmm. um, and you get to see where people are like you put people under extreme duress um, their true colors and character come out yeah um, and and so that's that and then you know what a lot of people don't talk about is how week's pretty early in the training um, it's you know, I don't know, call it sixth or seventh week. It takes people like six or seven months of just training and qualification to get to the program. But then once you're there, it happens pretty early on. And then what really happens is a job, just like any job. It's the technical training, the shooting, the diving, the parachuting, the boats and motors, uh, all these technical skills that people think, uh, you know, know what SEALs are famous for. Um, so that first part is just the, you know, sort of pass, no pass section. And then you've got a group of guys that are totally committed to each other, totally committed to not letting their buddy down. Cause, and, you know, they'll pull all-nighters studying for, you know, a, a scuba diving exam right. um, just because they don't want to let their buddy down. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. And I feel fortunate that I was 19 when I went through it. Through it. <laughs> and uh, I think in some ways, like, I wasn't smart enough to know better, you know, I was like, hey, they told me to do that and I said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. I mean, uh, I know that uh, uh, easy day comes from the phrase, uh, the only easy day is yesterday, right? Yep. So uh, I was curious, that's such a great mantra. I mean, it's, a, it's such a great name for uh, a company as well. Do you have any other like seal mantras you could pass on to us that kind of come through your brain in moments of uh, difficulty? 
Yeah, I mean, like the only easy day was yesterday. It kind of came from, like, you've got to you've got to earn it every day. Like, yeah. Like no matter how hard yesterday was, like you still got to do it. Right. Um, and you did it. Tomorrow. I mean, I think yeah. that's what I love about it too. Like you accomplished it, whatever it was. So when you graduate and finally become a SEAL, you get a trident. And, you know, one of the things that um, is in the SEAL ethos, and you can Google the SEAL ethos, I think it's pretty powerful. Um, but it's, you have to earn your trident every day. Mm. So it's like just because you make it and pass it and become this man that you always thought you wanted to be, doesn't mean you always will be. It means you have to earn it every day. And, right. and those are some of the things that really resonated with me and um, still do. So when I think about our company, you know, the easy day sports is great because the first impression is like, man, putting on an event is really hard. There's a lot of things to think of. I don't want to worry about that. These guys probably are easy to work with if they've got like an easy day mentality, you know, and running, you know, there's this, you know, the easy day run um, is kind of a thing. Like what's your easy day? So, so that kind of resonated, but then like on the, on the double meaning side of it is like, we've got to earn it every day. Like just because we get a great client like Margaritaville, you know, we're trying to come up with great ways to, to be innovative and move the brand and do things that will resonate with people that are participating. And what motivates you, you know, being in the SEALs, being with this group of guys you don't want to let down for 10 years, what motivates you now in your daily life? Well, I mean, you know, once you have the resume, it's like the pro athlete, right? They got yeah. that signed the big contract. I mean, uh-huh. it's not like I'm out telling everyone who I was or what I did, but, you know, my company does have that brand that's supposed to represent that. So, so really that's that same sort of idea motivates me to this day it's like you know when when my staff asked me why I'm so particular on the details it's because I think the details matter because you know everyone can do the basics it's the details that set you apart and true and so, that's great yeah so so for me that's that's what motivates me every day is you know uh, I think reputation is what you got in this world and and if I'm going to be representing the things that I say then I want to make sure that I'm showing it more so with my actions than my words yeah totally we uh, uh on the margaret of a podcast i mean this is licensed to chill right like this is such an active being active is such a big part of so many people's lives i know for me i'm uh, i've gone through phases of it but uh rest is also just as important as being active and sometimes even more so for athletes um you know because you can really wear your body out i've done that many times where you just kind of go too hard on it um what's your philosophy on rest and 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 what's your relationship with it <laughs> Well, my relationship with it probably isn't great. Um, I'll be transparent on that. But, yeah. you know, what, what is great about um, just technology and the Internet and all the things that are out there is, um, you know, people realize that sleep and rest is, is equally important to performance. And so there's things that have, you know, come out just especially in the last couple of years is, as people are trying to figure out why people are getting sick, why they're overweight, why there's inflammation, mm-hmm. you know, there's this mentality where you know no pain no gain is has started to to fade away which i think it's i think that's great um you know it's, it's basically talking about um balance and you know i i try to have balance i also think that if you look at every high achiever that's out there in any industry um it's probably less about balance and more about um you know it's what they really want to do so that is their balance. It's what it was, what drives them. So, 
Uh, I think I think it's relative. I don't think I'm probably the best person to, <laughs> to, to be a sleep expert, but I yeah, think yeah. as I've gotten older, I've thought about it more. You know, I look at it and I'm like, I can get eight hours of sleep tonight. That doesn't happen very often. Right. Yeah. Let's go to bed right now. And, and, and I do do that now more based on what I've read and what I've seen lately. And so what's your weekly like workout schedule? Are you still doing SEAL exercises or have you adapted to something different? <laughs> I'm just like everyone else. I'm yeah. in my 40s now and... You know, I try to run 15 to 20 miles a week, which isn't really a lot in the grand scheme of things. It's running three or four times a week. Um, I've got a, a tonal in our office, which is the, you know, sort of the digital connected um, workout thing. So, but you know, as a small business owner, it's I'm like everyone else. I've got to find the time and schedule the workouts, and and instead of getting up and thinking I got to get to work straight away, I can think work and wait. And and especially for me. I'm in the endurance sports industry, so if I don't make time, something's wrong. And so I've got some great um, staff members that keep everyone in check. We probably do one or two lunch runs a week. Oh, cool. Where, where sort of like everyone should bring their running gear every day, whether we run or not, it's there. But that way, if someone sort of has the bug, they can say, hey, are we running today? And you have your stuff. And so we're fortunate enough to have a shower at our office, but, um, you know, probably twice a week. Um, someone will say hey let's go for a run and we've got a standard sort of three mile run loop and then actually one of my coworkers in marketing asked me this week said we got extra time today I'd like to do six and so Whoa. we did a nice like pretty easy paced six mile run but sure makes the day feel a lot better you finish finish work and there's no like pressure to get to the gym or do something because yeah. you were at work all day I yeah. love the idea of having a go bag for running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, going back to your past a little bit, I'm, I'm just curious. You know, you talked about uh, really diving into kind of extreme sports. And um, I mean, w would you consider yourself, at least back then, like uh, an adrenaline junkie or? No, I mean, I guess, but indifferent, right? I mean, uh -huh back when I was in the X Games was really just starting and and people didn't have cell phones so they weren't trying to get you know 10 second videos of extreme things otherwise maybe maybe I would have been um, I, it was, for me it was always about performance and and I knew my strength it felt like the longer the event um, the more successful I was at it um, back in the day there was an event called the eco challenge um, it was actually how Mark Burnett the producer of Survivor right. and Apprentice yeah. and all that. That's how he got his start. It was the first thing that he did and it was actually a competitive race held in exotic countries all over the world and it was teams of four, three guys and a girl. So you had this teamwork component which was great from my Navy background and you basically covered 300 miles in about 10 days. Wow. Um, mountain biking, paddling, running, climbing, ropes, doing all the things that I love to do. I wouldn't say that's an adrenaline junkie sort of um, persona because I just love being outside and doing all those things um, in some ways it was just an endurance sort of suck factor because when you, it's a race so no one was telling you when you had to sleep or when you didn't you just went right and so yeah. the races themselves were quite hard because you've got this team chemistry and then you're trying to decide do we only need two hours of sleep tonight or should we get six and if we get six will we do better the next day and it's interesting because back then not as much was coming out about sleep and the first year that we competed uh, it was in Borneo, Malaysia. Um, wow. We just had a hard, hard day and we were up in this, this jungle sort of 
just hot, hot day, and two of my teammates got, um, I guess what you would say, the onsets of hyperthermia. They were just overheating, and oh man! So we got to this medical tent that was in this jungle lodge, and there was just no choice. They had to stay there for over 12 hours to Whoa. get hydrated and recoup, and we were about eight or nine days into the race at this point, and. You know, it, in the moment, it was demoralizing because it's like, hey, our competitive hopes, we were in the top 20, seemed to be going out the window. We were one of the top American teams. And what ended up happening out of it is they recovered. We got up the next morning. We probably stayed there for 12 hours. And we paddled boats and across some, some big strait in Borneo for the next 18 and worked our way all the way up into the fifth place American team and 15th overall. And while it's not like a podium position by any means, it really showed the power of rest and recuperation where we could really come back from something if we decided that it was important to us. Wow, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Hey, everybody, if you enjoy License to Chill, then you might want to pop on over to SiriusXM and check out Patrick and I on Friday nights for Friday nights with Patrick and Ryan. We are hosts on SiriusXM Channel 24, Radio Margaritaville. We host from 7 to midnight, Key West time, we like to say. Fins up. Uh, and we get your weekend started off right. But uh, if you're not listening to us, listen to the large array of incredible hosts on Radio Margaritaville. We make sure to get you in that island spirit any moment of the day, including the Buffett Buffet, where we play nothing but Jimmy Buffett for a whole hour at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. Check out SiriusXM on your dial, in your car, or download the SXM app wherever you get your apps. We'll see you there. Back to the show, guys. I've got it on the Garmin. We just hit 1.5, so we can... We can turn around, so we're we're tracking this run, so we know Whoa. how far yeah. we went. Way to go, team! Go. After, we did it. after these two bikers, we can uh, hit the half. Turn around point. and I love it. Hello, hi, how are hi. you? Wow, very friendly like community. We've here. gone quite a ways. When you turn around and look yeah. back, yeah, it's actually a big surprise. One, we've been one and a half miles is long <laughs> <laughs> for <It's>, me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and this is good. This is uh, yeah, we're we're right on this creek side, and so it's it's one of those kind of tributaries that goes out into the ocean, uh, which we have one of those out in uh, Santa Monica that I love too. But it's it's so nice because then you the breeze on these kinds of places is really helpful. You talk a little bit about uh, just people, you know, this is the Margaritaville podcast. They talk about vacationing and escapism, uh, the importance or maybe even difficulty of exercising while on vacation. I know it's a thing that we talk a lot about on the podcast yeah. is, you know, do you bring exercise clothes with you when you go stay at a resort? Like, you know, how important <laughs> is it for you to be active while you are trying to <laughs> get away? Well, this is funny because I just got back from a vacation and I might be the best person to ask for this or the worst, but <laughs> the answer is yes and the extra yes. Like bring the workout clothes, bring, bring the bike, bring the rollerblades, bring everything and do all the things that you think you should be doing, but don't because you don't have time because now you have the time. And, right. yeah. and for me, a successful vacation, my wife uh, hates it, but it's like when you get back, it's like you feel like you need a vacation from the vacation, but, yes. but for different reasons because you're exhausted because you maximize your time doing all the things that you felt like you were missing out on um, when you were when you're working and whether that's like just laying around the pool and and enjoying life and getting the rest that you need that's fine too but I, I really look at it as an opportunity to 
you know, go out golfing, go out mountain biking, go out fishing, just do all the things that you are sitting in the office dreaming about. Don't go on vacation and sit around and do nothing and say, oh, I need rest to make me feel better because life is, life is about experiences. And those experiences, you know, you can make a great experience once a year on vacation by doing some really epic things. And that's my take on, on vacation. Yeah, I love that. I mean, what are uh, some epic things you've done on vacation that come to mind? Well, this is, uh, let's see. So I, I just got back. And I had a goal that I would golf every day that I was on vacation. Okay. So, wow. So I golfed six days in a row. Good for you. Um, vacation with a goal. I love this. And, uh, <laughs> so, and that was easy. And that, you know, golf is four or five hours, but you have like 12 hours in a day. Totally. Yeah. Um, we fished and hiked three or four times. And, wow. and then I'm very fortunate. I have a buddy that owns a rock climbing business in uh, Smith Rock, Oregon, a, just a world-class rock climbing area. And uh, I hadn't got a chance to see him. We were up in Bend. And called him up and he's like hey it'd be great if you get out climbing and we had our flight at like three o'clock on a Wednesday and I was like well we can get there by 10 and we can get two or three hours of rock climbing in before we go to our flight and so <laughs> so we did and it was amazing and we didn't we didn't climb anything too hard and my buddy and I got a chance to catch up he was blaming me I was like chatting the whole way like going up the rock and it was hot and sunny and it was all the things but one of the things I'll remember most about the trip is I made time for him. I made time for doing something that I wouldn't always do, um, and it, it was it was just epic. So, yeah, for me, that that's that's what vacation is all about: is creating those memories. Totally. And where do you like to vacation? Like, where do you get away? Is there a specific spot, or do you like to pick new places? Uh, I'm definitely a tropical kind of guy. I mean, we live in Southern California, so we're spoiled. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I like to get like more spoiled, like if, if there's a chance. So. <laughs> Um, over Christmas, uh, I went down to Costa Rica for the first time. Which oh, cool. Was, which is pretty cool. Um, with my job, I travel quite a bit for events, so we put on events all over the country. And um, But every year I get to go out to Kona for, for the Ironman. And even though it's uh, work, while I'm there, I try to you know take the best parts of Hawaii in that I can. Um, and, and really the best part about work for me, too, because it's a world championship event in a paradise. You've got all these people that have... Their whole year of training has culminated on this one day in this beautiful but hot place, and yeah. and so yeah, for me, vacation's best in some place warm and comfortable. But uh, um, I think the activity part is also equally important. Totally, I you know it's it's so funny. I feel like while we're talking about uh, kind of vacation and exercise, I kind of have had. Uh, a misconception in my mind that that exercise is work right and I feel like probably with the Navy SEALs there's been moments where exercise was work for you um, how did you come around to that mindset that like exercise and, and being active is as joyful as drinking a you know maybe not as joyful as drinking a nice drink on a, on a beach but it, it's at least a, a pleasurable fun experience I think for so many people it can be uh, daunting and stressful um, well I would say um, like when you're in training mode it can be work because you have that goal in mind when you're on vacation you're doing it for the love of it so right great great example I've got a nephew who's a sophomore in high school just getting into cross-country running you know he's got a he's got a long ways to go really but um, it's about every day he does every day <laughs> every day but, but but that's just it it's like it's about like stacking workouts stacking 
the things that you do every day and just showing up every day. Yeah. And so, you know, I wasn't, I didn't used to be this way. And, you know, anyone who hears this may say I'm a hypocrite because I feel it's only been in the last couple of years. But, you know, I tried to make it more about him. You know, it was like, it's less of me going out and getting my workout in for the day to check the box for me. Um, but taking what I love about running and, and showing him and having him experience and running together at his pace. And uh, it was it was great. It was it was great for me. It was also on vacation. It took the pressure off of me having to perform for my own sense of performance, which really makes no sense at all. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Um, and, you know, I end up being the uncle that all the nephews know as the guy that gets to do fun stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it also sounds like, too, you use exercise as a very communal activity, which makes sense for the events you put on. And also, while you're so good at talking right now, we're walking and talking. Feels like, feels yeah, like you're doing is, most of the work here. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, mentally, what's, what's going on in your brain when you're going on a long run or some sort of extended endurance activity? Is it, are you solving problems kind of mulling through things in your day or is it just kind of pure bliss like what's 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 the vibe in there yeah I mean I think it's sometimes you're thinking about nothing but for me I I always run with a watch some people don't say and and sometimes you just play little games with yourself you know like it's like hey my last mile was 10 minutes I'm gonna try to not look at my watch for the next mile and have it be 945 (laughs) and what does that feel like in my body to sort of run just slightly faster not uncomfortable and then you know your watch beeps and you look down and you're like yes I did it or wow. I need to speed up or I need to slow down so you know you play games like that I think the other big thing that I've found is his running or exercise in general is the best release when you're angry mm. you know like something happens at work and what you really want to do is stew on it and get in this sort of negative downward spiral of replaying that event in your mind and what you really need to do is break that cycle and I find exercise breaks that cycle for me you know I can it may not at first and I may I may may run extra hard the first two miles because I'm still super angry about the situation yeah but usually by the time you're done it sort of worked itself out in your head and you're you're okay with with letting it go or, or letting it be and and so I find myself not always but you know, if you have good people around you too, and they notice it, my wife will be like, "You just need to go for a run." Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's be like the last thing I want to hear, and and almost sometimes will turn into an argument where, no, no, I, I want to tell you about what just happened. And like, you just need to go for a run, and, <laughs> and and then it becomes sort of that, just get out the front door and do it, right? Yeah, you get out the front door and do it, and you know, maybe you run into someone and you start having a different conversation and you break that cycle and. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you're hearing exercise plays a huge part in my life and and, it, and it's reaped a lot of benefits. And when I look at people, sort of the passion that I have for it is if I could communicate to more people about this, there's more things that they could do, you know? they, yeah. You know, you, you want to get to all the rides in Disneyland. Well, the way you do that is being in shape. Right. You know, like, yeah. like you, you know, instead of spending three days there, you can spend one day and have just as much fun and... You know, there's things like that that, you know, maybe that's not the goal, but I look at life that way. It's like, what's the next goal and what do I need to do to be ready for it? Totally. Well, um, let's let's go around this beach one more time. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Hit the soft sand, start breathing hard. Soft sand, Great. we're winding down. And then this is usually when we ask our uh, our one of our closing questions. Um, if you had to go somewhere uh, on vacation for a month, a week, 
a day or an hour, uh, where would you go in those four instances? So first, where would you go for a month? Oh, let's see, for a month. And this may not be right, but I'll just uh, whatever comes. Yeah, comes, no, no comes right or wrong. No, 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 it won't. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> we think. We you wrong. I, th- I think uh, probably Hawaii. It Hawaii. Was a month. Yeah. But but it would be a place in Hawaii that's not as um, uh, sort of built up. It'd be it would be at a resort. It'd probably be at like an all-inclusive resort, which I know you could do. You, know, you could do it in the Dominican Republic. You could yeah, do it totally. in Costa Rica. But you know, I think. Hawaii has an, uh, enough infrastructure, but enough seclusion, and and if it had the right amenities, like uh, you know, waterfall hikes and surfing, and a you know, good golf course, of course, um, would be important. Um, I, I think hanging out and you know, probably I think Maui or a far side of Kona or something would be where I'd go. Nice. Beautiful. Okay, how about a week? Where are you going for a week? For a week, it would be. Probably a mountain town like Aspen or oh, yeah. Park oh, City, cool. or I just got back from Bend, where you know you're not going to run out of things to do, totally. and you can do some like pretty epic stuff. So, like if it's a week vacation for me, it's about how much can I do in that week, and so it would be probably a mountain town. Awesome. Okay, what about a day? And travel time doesn't matter. So the day starts when you get there. Um. If it was a day, it would be any world championship event at any sport. So oh, cool. okay. whether it's Wimbledon or the Super Bowl or the Ironman World Championships in Kona, you know, a, a day vacation for me would be watching other people achieve something great. Do you have memorable uh, championships you've been to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a maybe a bad one, but I, uh, I do some part-time work for NBC Sports. Yeah, cool. And I got to go to the Super Bowl in Arizona with um, the Seahawks and the Patriots, the famous one where there was the interception on the goal line. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm a huge Seahawk fan. I grew up in the Northwest, and that's my team. And But I was working, and we were standing on the sideline. I was getting the chance to work with Michelle Tafoya. I was kind of her assistant for the game. Cool. And uh, the call came in on the radio. It looks like Seattle's going to win. Get your stuff. We were on the Patriots sideline. You need to run to the other side of the field and get the first interview with Pete Carroll. So standing like I had like one of the best views in the stadium, I watched that interception, and it was like a gut punch. It was like, oh, oh, oh man. Patriots win. And, oh, and, Butler, and you were on the wrong side. I'm on, I'm on the Patriots side. Yeah. And, oh, and, and Butler won, and or Butler made that interception, and he's sort of a young, younger guy. I don't know if he was a rookie at the time, but he was, you know, crying on the sidelines, and it was quite emotional that he made the play. And it was, in all, though, I wouldn't change that experience because – because I was there and I experienced it. The energy and, must have been incredible. And even even the sort of negative emotion for me because I was a fan was just as good. You know, it's like watching a good drama movie. Like you don't maybe like what you're about to see happen, right? But it moves you in a way, and you get excited about it. And yeah, so that's probably in sports. I mean, I've been a part of some other really cool ones, but that was one where, like, for most football fans. They remember that Super Bowl more than most because of that interception on the goal line as totally. time as time expired. Totally. Okay. And <laughs> an hour. Where are you going for an hour? Oh, for an hour. I guess if uh, 
I'm not a huge skier, but just if someone could drop me off on top of a peak like with a helicopter and oh, yeah. <laughs> I could ski for an hour down a run. Just a casual heli. Uh, we heli can ski. do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that I for mean, you. <laughs> uncharted powder, avalanche <laughs> territory. I mean, it's it's either, so it would be that or, you know, I, I am a pretty social guy and I feel like a happy hour with some really cool people um, would be like a great hour. Yeah. You know, getting to meet people that you haven't got to meet. Uh, there's a bar on the Navy base called the I Bar, and it's the official Top Gun bar. It oh, was in cool. Top Gun too. And yes. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Yeah. 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 And last Friday, um, they had some writers that were, um, and a host, the host from American Ninja Warrior, uh, um, a guy named Matt, that most people know of. They got to experience the I Bar, and they were flying out to land on a carrier the next day, and. I was invited to socialize with them and it's like have a beer talk to these people that you've always wanted to talk to just like they're normal people and you know they were generally interested in what's that experience going to be like tomorrow when I land on the carrier and you've got pilots telling them and so you know aside from doing something selfishly for myself like skiing down a mountain um, a social um, social hour happy hour with some really cool people is kind of top of my list. That's awesome. Love that. Uh, Jamie, we're coming to the end of our, our, our hike, our little walk. Um, uh, this has been so much fun. How can people find you? Uh, what do you want them to see online? Is it uh, easydaysports.com? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. easydaysports.com is, is our company. And, you know, we, we're a small company. We work with big brands like Margaritaville to, to help um, their customers achieve their goals. And um, if you've got a company like that or... Or have an event in mind uh, the, the more creative the better um, for us um, you know easy day sports is you know we'd entertain the idea very awesome. cool well Jamie thank you so much for joining us today thank you for planning this route for us yep. uh, this is brand new for us we had a blast Great. thank you for everything thank you for We're, your service uh, 2.92 miles so I think by the time we get back to the car we'll have uh, hit the 5k mark great this is when I'm gonna start running <laughs> <laughs> thanks Jamie appreciate it yeah thank you guys all right, so we just did our hike with Jamie Monroe. Yeah. Uh, we're hanging out on the beach. Uh, how are you feeling, Ryan? How are your legs doing? I'm feeling good. The legs are good. think I got some blisters. Okay, you did. <sighs> yeah, you know. I, uh, I'm, I'm not wearing appropriate shoes, I would say. I okay. would say they're semi-appropriate. They're but close. I thought, they're, I thought they were running shoes. They are running shoes, but uh, not sand shoes. Oh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> the, the sand, sand was the a sand surprise. for me, but it was a blast. It was so cool. Great talking to him, and it was so fun. I mean, having that those hike conversations, you kind of go places you don't expect sometimes. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Ryan, something we do on our show every week is we talk about things that we did that are very Margaritaville. Mm. Uh, in 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 an in actual sense or in ideal sense, I can yep. tell you something I did very Margaritaville this week. Yeah. Very simple. I ordered something, and I subbed... Uh, chicken for shrimp Ooh, easy dude a little tiny quick you know i don't need chicken in this wrap for patrick <laughs> <A little> treat <laughs> we're having some shrimp instead of chicken we're a little more island on my right. caesar wrap Ooh. than you'd expect Ooh, a caesar shrimp wrap <laughs> yeah i know wow give it a thought hey, you know okay. a little tiny margaritaville little flair. how was it it was really good okay good. Uh, what about you ryan what did you do something uh, else margaritaville? so we bought some new patio furniture okay that's very margaritaville yeah very margaritaville we don't have uh you know a ton that we were working with before and we figured you know it's summertime let's just 
let's just freaking do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we got, we got a table. We got some lawn games. And you got a big event coming up that I'm going to be going to. We got a big event coming up. It's uh, it's a little bit of an engagement party, totally. a little summer celebration. Uh, by the time this episode goes out, we'll probably have just had it, and I am pleased to say it was a success. It was a huge hit, and I sat in every single patio furniture spot, even the table. Yeah, that was your goal. It was nice. You wanted to sit everywhere you possibly could. It was a blast. Yeah. I don't know why you cut me off drink-wise, <laughs> but I guess we'll figure that out later. Uh, but, Brian, don't you know it? It's time to check out. Thank you all for joining us on this very special uh, License to Chill. This was so fun. I'm Patrick McDonald. And I am Ryan Mildorf. We will see you all next week. License to Chill is the official Margaritaville podcast produced by Tamara Baldanza-Decker, Courtney Watkins, and Kirsten Winquest. Art by Tom Boyd. Music by Aaron McAnally and Mick Utley. Additional resources provided by Coleman Sisson. New episodes are released every Monday. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.